Does this count as a reunion show? Mm. And we're back. We are the ACC Basketball Degenerates coming to you for the first time in ages. We are all alive. We're going to leave it all ambiguous as to why we haven't released an episode since, what, early December? <laughs> oh. Leave it up to the listener's imagination, whether you want to picture feuding, if you want to picture gambling debts, or Mike over-hibernating, or Taylor joining the circus, or me doing something else. All options are on the table. But, boys, it's good to see you again. What's happening? You know, all those bands from the 90s make more money doing reunion tours now than they ever did selling albums. I myself have been to a a Gin Blossoms concert, a Foreigner concert, everything, you know, so that's how I see us. Just a jangly alt-rock 90s band back together again. Oh, oh, what an embarrassment. I mean, look, it's been, it's taken us forever to get back, and um, you can tell I've even, I threw my microphone in the river, uh, you know, as part of it, so... You're on the phone line right now. So our quality has gone down, just like this 90s band reference that Taylor's playing along with. I actually like the analogy. I think it's working out for us. <laughs> We're not as good at capping college basketball as we used to be. Our ACC knowledge is uh, teetering out. Are we past our prime of really knowing this league? We're going to find out, though, because the ACC tournament has arrived. We're going to take a look at this tournament, the draw, where value is, not just who's going to win it. That's where everybody else is focusing. I want to figure out who's going to be in the semis. I want to figure out who is going to win the trash games, so forth and so on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love that we're we're taking this at one forty five. What the first tip is it to you? Is that right? Yeah, I'm trying to get in BC money as we speak, but I'm having issues right now with my app. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to call you up, Mike, to do another one of these for me. But you know, we're on Boston College. We could start there, or Taylor. We could start with big picture. Who's gonna win this thing? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Uh, let's run down each of the matchups and then as we get closer, we'll each give our winner, our surprise teams, our good value teams, maybe make a prediction. Outstanding. Oh man. What a, this is innovation, innovation in the form of a podcast. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> you mean we're going to just follow the, the agenda is the bracket. All right. Yes, I'm it excited. Is. Yeah. Well, remember where we did the bracket contest and we were giving away t-shirts for whoever won mm-hmm. the bracket. And I, I think I missed one game the entire journey. This was 2018. And we right. didn't have to mail I mean, a t-shirt, or did we mail a t-shirt? Because I had to no, win it, so we didn't have to mail a t-shirt. I think we had to mail one, um, and I don't know that he's gotten his t-shirt yet, but I remember being so relieved that you won the contest because I did not want to pay $150 for 15 t-shirts to go out the door or something, so <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> for the shipping and handling. Yeah, the 2018 run, it was a one to remember. But here we are in 2022, Duke are the heavy favorites. But why not go to day one? About to tip off as we're taping this. Boston College and the Pitt Panthers, who decided to pull a full cable this February, right? They went right, full cable. Right. January, they kind of tease you a little bit. They did that a few times in December, and now they are the deadest corpse. <laughs> I don't know what even else to refer to them as. The Marley Brothers corpses. Right, right. I mean, in a Boston College team that's been feisty, you know, I mean, but you make a great point. There's nothing like Pitt Panther basketball where the team abandons the coach. Usually after Valentine's Day, it's all over. It's all over. <laughs> yeah, the less said about this game, you know, the better. Let, this might be let's the take hammer, Boston though. College. 
we might just have to hammer this one right now as we speak for our listeners to get off to a good start. Aren't we trying to set the tone for the tournament? I mean, I'm trying to log into my app right now, Michael, and get, <laughs> get some minus well, two and a half. That's the line. I know, you, I know you guys love BC, and BC has played really well this past year. You know, I exceeded expectations, let's just say that. But, I mean, on, on Pitt's side, you know, they do have, I think, one – one of the only unicorns in the ACC this year is Mo Gee. Mm-hmm. You know, he's one of my favorite players to watch. He's a very, very cool basketball player. And I'll say that that matchup with Karnick is going to be a bit of a nightmare uh, for Karnick. I cannot imagine Karnick out on the perimeter trying to trying to guard him. Um, and BC, you know, is tied to the health of Langford and Bickerstaff. You know, without those two guys at full strength, BC has been a has been a different team. They've been a little. Pittish, uh, you know, in February and March, I think they're only two and eight, two and nine over the past eleven. So yeah, but I don't they've know. been very close. They lost in overtime <laughs> last time out. Who did they play? Was it the terrible NC uh, State Georgia team? Tech. Oh, the Georgia Tech, the terrible Georgia Tech yeah. team. That's how I'm going to oh. refer to about six teams in this league. The terrible, and then I'll just insert the name. Right. But no, let's just ride Boston um, College. They're deal. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I like know. Boston College. They're a better team. They're better. Pitt is ready to go home. Capel is ready to go on vacation. I thought he was going to make an appearance at the Shashevsky farewell at Cameron. Wouldn't that have right. been an all-time move? His team is playing somewhere, <laughs> somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's be honest. Capel has a flight booked to Negril, Jamaica, that departs at 10.30 a.m. tomorrow. And he's gonna. He's not missing it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No wait. They didn't finish with the club. So they finished with Notre Dame. That's who it was. Oh, Notre Dame. Right. They won by like forty or something. Yeah, yeah. they won by about twenty-four. Look at yeah. us. We're just is, mixing and yeah. matching teams left and right. We're so out of practice. We are like a boy band from the 90s. Okay, Taylor. Next matchup. Yeah, the evening slate. Here we go. The next one is uh, Clemson, NC State. That's at four thirty this afternoon. And. Uh, Clemson been pretty impressive without Hall. He's back. I mean, though, I think we apparently. Are... Oh, he's back. Okay, I didn't even know that for this game. Yes, I think he is. They have been good down the yeah, stretch. Okay. Clemson played with a little bit of fire the last two games. Your NC State Wolfpack, are they going to have a resurgence after the breaking news coming that Kevin Keats will return next year, and they have all the faith in the world in him? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. You know, they've won one game they've been in the galvanized. last. Like, 13, I don't know. Anybody can score on them. They're just giving up points at will. Uh, I saw, you know, Darion Sebron, most improved player in the ACC, well-deserved. He's definitely, he's a bucket, but I just, I, I would just take Clemson and um, yeah, five even what, points. giving five, I don't know. It doesn't seem like nothing. NC State's either going to win this game outright by going bombs away from three-point land. That's what they did against Virginia. That's what they almost did against Syracuse in that wild back and forth. I don't know how many threes were hit in that game from Raleigh at PNC, but I think that's the only formula for NC State in this one. Otherwise, Clemson's the safe pick. It's the easy pick. Maybe they win by four and just screw everybody. I think that's in play as well, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when the Brownell is involved, the screwing has a high probability of hitting. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm surprised that PJ Hall is playing. I thought they were going to hold him out. You know, I thought his camp would hold him out. You know, foot issue. You know, improve that uh, draft stock maybe a little bit. Um, he's been phenomenal this year. Um, but Clemson has played better down the stretch. You know, I think like Virginia, they get better over time. The defense has started to click. It's been the worst uh, Brownell defense. 
uh, of all time this year. And but they played a lot better over the past five games. And NC State is just. Uh, they've gone full capel. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, give, give, me Clemson, capel. give me Clemson. Clemson is a really weird resume because they lost six in a row, which rarely happens to any ACC team, yeah. unless you're BC or Pitt. When it's every single year. And then they won four to close the season against some decent competition. They got the Wake win. They got a, a Virginia Tech win in the finale. And uh, BC and Georgia Tech sandwiched in between. So I don't really know what to think about this uh, Clemson team. Do they have a run inside of them? I'd say just one win and done. I don't like any of these first day teams to go past Wednesday. So yeah. that's me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're winners of four in a row. That's good enough to win against a Kevin Keats team. Make it You're right. five. Okay, and I will pick them yeah. to cover the spread. Give me Clemson minus five. Keats and company, okay. they are ready to get a sailboat as well and head far down south in the Caribbean. Finally, <laughs> the last game of day one. The winner will take on Virginia at 9.30 tomorrow, so I'll be up all night working, unfortunately. It is going to be mm-hmm. Georgia Tech and Louisville. Is Louisville Ooh. in capable mode as well? Are they a corpse? Mike, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, Louisville, there's nothing left there. Um, there's there's absolutely <laughs> nothing left. They're playing some of the worst basketball in the ACC, you know, for a team not named Pitt. Um <laughs> I, I just I don't like Louisville here. I haven't taken them all year. Meanwhile, Georgia Tech, while they are losers of what seven out of their last nine, yeah, that sounds um, right. They've actually, you know, with the exception of the Notre Dame game, they've actually been a really tough out for a lot of these teams. I mean, they've lost most games by single possessions. Uh, you know that maybe there's a little bit of magic from last year. Maybe they remember uh, what it's like to come out and show out in the ACC tournament. I like I like Georgia Tech to go on a little run in this tournament, and I think I think it starts with this game against Louisville, which I think they win easily um, by ten or fifteen. Taylor, do you know how much money I lost on Georgia Tech while I was in Florida <laughs> at a Gulfside bar when they were playing your NC State Wolfpack? And I, I saw mean, it sounds line. like a great time. Yeah, except I was handing out this pick is <laughs> to the people left and right next to me who were also <laughs> wagering on college basketball and i said georgia tech plus 10 live it's the first half they're playing the nc state wolfpack and kevin keats come on let's go let's dump a truck and it didn't turn out well so that's my beef against georgia tech but i, I want to see how you're evaluating <laughs> the rambling wreck post alvarado and Wright era but they still have the one and the only michael deville a second team all oh, fcc yeah. selection one of my favorite players to go against when it comes to wagering, but what's your outlook? I mean, I don't like him to make a run, quote unquote, as Mike is saying. I, I That makes me pause a little bit. But yeah, I agree that Louisville is pretty much ready to hit the reset button and start next season, um, like their whole institution. And <laughs> I, yes, so I would I would take Georgia Tech here. I mean... They they defend well enough that they'll make it really tough for Louisville, a team that like can't shoot at all to score. And I think they'll get enough points. I would I would take them. I think they're getting a point here, so I would even just take a money line. And I think that's a pretty good. I w- I would feel comfortable with that. You know, golf shrimp and bad advice in Florida, notwithstanding. <laughs> at long last, we've <laughs> completed day one, and I'm thrilled that we're on to the big picture and who's actually going to win this thing. Who would like to begin? With their ACC tournament uh, title-winning pick, tell me the road. Tell me the situation. 
Spoiler alert, I'm going for a long shot. I'm so sick of everybody else chalking up the ACC tournament and their previews and their selections, even though Duke is the logical choice. I'm not going to do it. I'm getting fancy. I'm getting creative. I'm going out on that plank, the ledge, the limb, whatever you want to call it. I'm going for it this year. I'm going to provide an alternative angle, and if it hits, I will never let any of you out there on the internet or the college basketball community let me live it down. So... Maybe I'll oh, save mine. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe you should start. Don't don't keep me in suspense like this. Okay. I mean, you know I can't take it. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Wake Forest. No oh. one is talking about them as a threat. The Virginia teams are getting much more love in general as potential sleepers. They drilled State by about 30 and also clocked Louisville before that by about 25. I still think they're mad after that dumb Clemson loss, which hurt my role for sure. I know they've lost twice to Miami. I don't care. I know they've lost to Duke twice. I don't care. If I'm going long shot, if I'm going for a Wednesday team to cut down the nets, give me Alondis and LaRavia. For some reason, I think ex-Sycamores are just built for the tournament, so that's why I'm betting on Jake LaRavia. I think they played Duke really well the second time at Cameron. I know they were a little bit overwhelmed by the moment, perhaps, in all the tie-dye shirts and the Wake Forest meeting from Joel Coliseum, but they were really good in Cameron. It came down to the wire. Give me Wake as a long shot, upset pick. I think they get past Miami. And a great way to think about the ACC tournament, and just to bring this home to one of our bread and butters. A great construct is to think about NBA Jam. We'll call it ACC Jam. Alondis Williams and Jake LaRavia, that is a fun as heck duo. I'll take them over McGusty and Wong. We could do this for every team. What's Dukes? I don't know. Paolo and Mark Williams? <clears throat> Who's Carolinas? Caleb Love and Baycott? I don't know. What's the Notre Dame tandem, Mike? You'll certainly have an answer for this. Oh, I mean, it's got to be Wesley and Leshevsky. I mean, it rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> Wesley and Lasheski. I agree with that. I don't know what the Virginia one is, Taylor. Maybe you should do it because you've been the resident of Virginia. Courtside, I mean, donor, seats, fan, it's, it's probably patron. Beekman and Kihei, honestly, even though Jaden Gardner is probably more important. It's more fun to go with the two guards. Yeah, I don't, I, that's a rough duo. I, I don't know if they're winning too many yeah, no. games. That's <laughs> why they're a team. It's the sum of the parts, whatever that saying is that Tony I mean, uses all the time. I, I love that you're. I love that you're picking Wake Forest, Luke. I think that they are. I think they've been arguably, besides Duke, the best team in the ACC this year. Um, I think that Steve Forbes. You know, you talk about Keats getting his extension being demoralizing. Forbes got his extension yesterday. He's, he's arguably National Coach of the Year, in my opinion. Um, I think what he's done there is phenomenal. Um, I think he gets full support in this tournament, and I like the call for them to go on a run. Kudos. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think they've gone under the radar. They've been mad as Hornets the last two games. They've humbled their last two opponents. I know they have been you know, the bottom feeders, but I think they're going a little bit under the radar. I think they could surprise... Certainly Miami, and they're not going to be afraid of them despite the losses. Revenge factor, I, I don't really care about the three wins. I, it's just, just it's another coin flip of a game. And, you know, Duke just has those days every now and then where they're off. And I'm just banking that there's one more of those before the NCAA tournament. So there's where mm -hmm. I stand. Now, on the other side of the bracket, we can get into how that shakes out. Do I have to have a prediction of who they beat in the finals? If so, uh, not sure. yet, I guess. Not yet. Okay, I like that, Terrell. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I mean, Luke, Luke, you, you've inspired me because I think my uh, out there take is that I just think I just want to – I think that 
none of the double by teams are going to win the title this year. Really? I think it's wow. Yeah, I I just think that somebody's going to come in from outside. Maybe this is you know Taylor Roots for NC State again, despite them losing eight games in a row. Uh, but I uh, like all like you were saying with Duke, they just have those games. None of those four teams are consistent enough, and even if they're like ending the season on a high note, like UNC or they're angry because everyone disrespected coach K and he had to come apologize and they're motivated, whatever, whatever the narrative is for each team, all four of those teams, Notre Dame, Miami, UNC and Duke are all inconsistent enough. And there's all teams that are good enough. I do buy the hype for the Virginia teams. I, I love the idea. I, I kind of buy into more Virginia or Virginia tech over Wake Forest just because those two teams are like the kind of that kind of, they fit the profile of Cinderella teams who do one thing really well, like slow the game down. Both of them slow the game down so much. Even if teams have played them over the season, that's the kind of like variation that you can get in games where you can make a little run. Um, so I, I like somebody out of the double buys on the bottom of the bracket. I like Virginia or Virginia tech to come yeah. out uh, on that into the championship. It's only been done once 2017 Duke made it from Wednesday, but if there's another year to do it, Looks like it could be 2022. Not perfect not way for K to go out again. Mm -hmm. All right, Michael. <laughs> Another, an all right, Michael, give it to me. Oh, uh, this is a layup for you this good. year in your ACC tournament. I know. Back. All you have to do is pick a favorite, Mike, and you'll probably you know <laughs> look like a genius compared to us. Come on, it's so easy. Um, one of the best things that's happened recently, you know, I missed the interaction with bartenders and waiters across this great country. And um, last time I went out to eat, uh, a young fry waiter told me, you know, don't ask me what's good on the menu. Ask me what's bad. And that's what I look at when I think about this tournament bracket. All or I the can league see in is general. what's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see stuff to avoid. Um, so, I mean, I, I can look at things like, you know, my, my dreamboat Notre Dame team. And I tell you, their side of the bracket is a total mess for them. You know, I don't like their matchup against North Carolina. I don't like them against, you know, potentially Virginia Tech. And even if they had to face Clemson again, I don't know that I like that matchup against for, for Notre Dame. So they're, they're out for me, even though they've had a very special year. Um, you know, I think Miami's a very tough, very tough team, but they're, they're not going to be able to hold out. I don't think Syracuse or Florida State or anybody else up there is worth, is worth a lick. I think you're going to get Duke, North Carolina, Part three, yeah, and I think probably. I think this time you end up seeing uh, you end up seeing Duke uh, bring it home. Unfortunately, you know, Kay loves these tournaments. I think I think they're primed for a Final Four run this year, even though they struggle offensively. Um, and I think this is the beginning of that of that next phase for them. So, sadly, I, I have to pick Duke, but I will be in the building tomorrow in Brooklyn to watch Look the at you. play. So uh, I'll be up there. I'll let you know what I see with my eyes. Uh, maybe I'll fire up the Twitter account. Again. Well, this is going to be your first ACC <laughs> tournament ever. Is that right? That's correct. Oh, it will so be my excited. first one ever. I'm a little bit <laughs> jealous right now. I had my last ACC tournament courtside seats. Or, you know, when I say that, I just, I'm talking about press row, all the, you know, the stacks, the three stacks. I had that stolen away from me in 2020. I was on the way to Greensboro, mm -hmm. 29 South. I checked my phone. I had to turn around after getting down, I don't know, maybe about four miles of road. So thankfully yeah. I wasn't, you know, in Danville yet. But I'm right. jealous of you, and I wish I had that tournament back. But I don't. Alas, let's go to some of the other storylines. Or maybe we could look at it in the context of 
the NCAA tournament, unless you want to, I don't really want to go game by game and say, oh, this team's going to beat this team because it changes. It's going to change tomorrow. We we just don't know. Right, right. The Florida State-Syracuse yeah, I mean, game, I will say, yeah, just forget about toying with any potential for either of those teams to beat Duke, okay? It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Duke's going to go down. Yeah. It's going to be in the finals or in the semis. So that's where I stand. And with the Virginia teams, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Virginia, I think they get past day one. Against Carolina, everyone's terrified it's a bad matchup. It is a bad matchup. Yeah, it's not a good one. <laughs> they need Carolina to be really cold from the floor, and they need Shedrick to have an out-of-body experience against Baycott. If that happens, they'll be in it. And they're they're going to need Kihei and Franklin to be hot from beyond the arc at the same time. That hasn't happened once this year. So the odds are against Virginia. I don't buy Virginia Tech. I think they're ready to just fold over like a little flower that's uh, about to wilt in the month of October. Is that fair? Somewhere around there, November, depending on yeah. where you are in the, the country. So Virginia those, Tech. Yeah, those are my encompassing computer thoughts. Team. Computers love them. Mm-hmm. How is our league <laughs> going to do in the NCAA tournament? Oh, are we going to no. be the uh, the Pac-12 of last year and just go berserk? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it should oh, be man, taken as a so sign. <laughs> Uh, it should be taken as a sign that we're all trying to team in the ACC. <laughs> I think the fact that we're all trying to wish a non Duke UNC final onto this, you know, absolute like reheated baked beans bowl of a ACC <laughs> tournament is, <laughs> is a sign of what's going to happen in the NCAA tournament. I think, I this think is you're just, something there. I mean, I, I think Duke is the only person who can go into the second weekend. Like at Duke all. is a person. And I'm pretty I like that. Yeah, That's Duke a is a person. Analogy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I so. mean, I think I think there are three. I mean, I think I think Miami could do it. I I like their senior guard play. I really like Charlie Moore this year. I mean, I mean, look, Charlie Charlie Moore has survived a lot in college. You know, I mean, he played for uh, Dave Lato. Who is that? Yeah, I mean, he played for Lato and that dude from Washington. Who was that coach? Uh, Quanzo Martin. You know, he was a rapper. Oh, yeah. He played, this man, Charlie Moore played with Ivan Rapp, for God's sake. I mean, Charlie Moore has seen some stuff. Okay? He's into like, bad things. I mean, you know, so, I mean, I like, I like the Miami team. I think they have some uh, some leadership there. I like Mike Forrest. They could be, I could see him in the Sweet 16. I mean, they're, they're not a bad team. They can compete against the Big Ten. And even the Big Twelve, maybe, um, and yeah. then definitely do. But the rest of it, I mean, you can set UNC and Notre Dame on fire. I mean, they're, they're I agree. No, not enough D, not enough of anything. And well, Virginia, Virginia won't make it, right? No, neither Virginia team. No. They have to win the tournament. No, they're not even close. Yeah. Either of them. I have to tell this to everybody I know. Everybody in my little sphere. Everybody <laughs> in my little circle. My little town, and even outside the little town. No, back to what you were saying. I think. If you're Wake, if you're Miami, Miami still isn't in. I mean, they're, they're not punched yet. And some people say Wake are not punched. Yeah. I think Carolina definitely is, um, even though Palm will disagree with me on that one. But uh, we have to act like mid-majors this year. We've got to act yeah. like we are the upsetters. And I'm saying we as mm-hmm. Wake Forest and Miami, I want to celebrate those wins if they come in the ACC tournament. <laughs> like Bellarmine or, you know, fill in the blank here, Florida Gulf Coast. So I think we should just, um, I don't know, throw a parade or something if Wake can make the second weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Mountain West is a way better conference this year. You know, I mean, give me, give me Boise, Wyoming, and Colorado State over 
you know, Duke and Wake Forest and Miami, you know. Uh, I mean, that just puts it in perspective. Yes, it does. All right, finally, NCAA tournament, future tickets. Mike, do you want to know all the tickets I have? I told Taylor just a second ago, and I'm just going to rehash. I want to lay them out there. Okay. You've got to have a story when it comes to the NCAA tournament. We don't even have the draw yet. We don't have the field of 68. But you still have to have a story. Even all the way back in November and December when I was purchasing these tickets, I got the Kentucky Wildcats at about 18 to 1. Okay. I had the Texas Tech Red Raiders for way too much money at about 32 to 1. It looked good for a while, okay. and now I think I've actually mm-hmm. got worse odds than what the books are giving out right now. I have a mm-hmm. little bit of Arkansas. They've been the hottest team right. in college basketball the last month, and that's where I stand right now. That's where I'm planting my flag, and my theory is going against the Gonzaga Bulldogs for the second consecutive year. I hope it pays off. That's my vision. Discuss. What's, <laughs> what's your vision? Besides from, uh, I don't know, uh, Chattanooga being a, a Final Four contender. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, the mocks. Dude, how, how happy were you? I, mean, I, was, no, I was not happy off. because, listen, I had it at two and a half. I was really upset when Furman hit that three to tie it with, what, four seconds left? I thought I had it. Yeah. If that misses, we yeah. cover. The mocks end up winning. Congratulations, but they do not cover. I'm happy for them, SoCon champions, yada, 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 but I was still hurt from that game, very hurt. Yeah, well, well, you'll still have the Wa- the Wofford game where they absolutely demolished Wofford, you know. The loss of Mike Young, I mean, I tell you, Wofford's never going to recover. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you talk about stories you need to tell and futures and things like that. My story is the death of the, uh, what is it, the conference, of, not the conference of champions, the Champions Classic. Any team that's participated in the Champions Classic in the past five years, this BS of Duke and Michigan State and Kentucky and Kansas, none of those teams are champions. They're not champions. Okay, they're not going to be champions this year. The real champions are the people that have won championships in the past 25 years alongside them which is Villanova and UConn. I mean, those, those are real teams that can win the championship this year. And then here's my other sleeper. The other team to make a – it's going to be Rick Barnes' first Final Four. Uh, you know, I, I actually uh, – yeah. I think even Rick, Barnes, even Rick Barnes can't mess up this team. This I think year. They so got too. real chemistry. I, I like them to make the Final Four. <laughs> if Rick Barnes was not leading that Tennessee team, if I just – if there was a ghost coach – or a figurehead assistant coach, if he put on a mask, for example, you know, Mission Impossible <laughs> 2 style, Tom Cruise, you know, at the beginning, or the bad guy putting on the Cruise mask at the beginning, everybody's taking on and putting off masks in MI2. I right. think I would go all in on Tennessee if that was the case. <laughs> so maybe that can happen. I don't know. Taylor, your final thoughts to wrap us up on your scope of the NCAA tournament because it's next week. Yeah. Uh, my one thing is I'm just very jealous of your Kentucky money at 18 to 1. I love that. And then I'm just full all in now on the American conference. I'm on the American. Oh. This is, I, I've, you know, Houston, not surprising, loved Memphis at the beginning of the season, fell out of love with them when it turned out they were just not that great at basketball. But now I'm kind of, you know, coming back that big win. They have a ton of talent. They could just never shoot and never put it all together. And everybody was angry in the locker room because they were getting to play. But I, I mean, I wouldn't want to play them, right? You wouldn't. I wouldn't want to root, be rooting for a team that was playing them on the first weekend of the tournament. So, unless you're um, the right. Jackrabbits of South Dakota State, 
Yeah, well, you know. if you're an, a seasoned killer team like that, I think you're fine seeing Memphis. But I don't know. Yeah. Well said, boys. This was a fun reunion show. We're gonna have to do it again. Indeed, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Hey, look, man, tournaments are right around the corner, and if you do like to uh, lay money, this is the weekend to do it. You've already seen most of these teams play each other twice. Uh, conference tournaments much easier than the uh, March Madness tournament. So this is this is where it's. Where you build up the bankroll just so you can lose yeah, it all baby. in 10 days. Exactly. I think that's great <laughs> advice. Or you could just save it all to bet against Patrick Ewing for next year when he's still looking after the George Dunn Hoyas. That's been a great venture for me this year. Anyway, boys, until next time, we're going to do another one of these. We have to do the annual Field of 68 preview, so that's coming next week on the ACC Basketball yes. Degenerates. Peace.